Working remotely, where you are shouldn't dictate what you do. Work from the road by turning your vehicle into a reliable high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On the network that covers more roads than any other carrier, take your work on the road and AT&T will be there to keep you connected. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls, finish up that presentation, or answer last-minute emails. Why wait? Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi today for free trial eligibility. Based on independent third-party data, number of devices varies by manufacturer. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, this is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Welcome to Tech Stuff, a production from iHeartRadio. Hey there and welcome to Tech Stuff and Happy New Year. I'm your host, Jonathan Strickland. I'm an executive producer with iHeartRadio. And how the tech are ya? It is time For the tech news and the first Tech Stuff episode of 2023, at least the first new one. And the tech news is for January 3rd, 2023. I expect it'll take some time until the middle of February before I no longer have to actively think 2023. Let's get started. CES, formerly known as the Consumer Electronics Show, kicks off in Las Vegas, Nevada this week. That, of course, is the really big trade show, uh, the biggest one in the United States for the consumer electronics industry and related industries. I'm sure I'll have a lot more to say about what's going on at CES later in the week or maybe early next week as everything starts to break. But as it stands, tech outlets have been reporting in some of the pre-show announcements, including how Samsung and LG are really facing off against one another in the OLED television department, 
with Samsung using its QD OLED technology. Uh, the QD stands for quantum dots. It sounds like the main selling point this year is a focus, no pun intended, on increased brightness of these screens. That addresses one of the issues with OLED televisions, namely that while they can create a, a superior picture compared to LED TVs and superior color representation, they also tend to be more dim. And that means to get the most out of them, you really need to watch them in a darker room that the screen doesn't show up well if the room is a bright one. So the press releases from LG and Samsung make it sound like the televisions that will be shown off this year at CES have around double the brightness of older sets. So that's good. I've also seen several articles about displays, like computer displays, including some about gargantuan displays, like in the 57-inch range, I think I saw for one of them. I can't even imagine having a computer screen that's that big. But like I said, this is just the very beginning of CES. I'm sure we're going to have a lot more to talk about later in the week. Some of the stuff I talked about in our retrospective episodes about the big tech stories of 2022 are obviously going to continue into this year which, you know, I'm sure all of y'all knew already. One of those themes that we really heard about last year is this increased regulatory scrutiny that various governments around the world are directing at social network and social media platforms. Here in the United States, we've seen a couple of proposed pieces of legislation that aim to restrict big tech in general and social platforms in particular, but they mostly fell short in recent years, at least the more extreme versions of those proposed pieces of, of legislation have fallen short. That could change this year. Politicians on both the conservative and liberal sides of the political spectrum have expressed concern about the influence of tech companies. It is interesting because the two sides tend to disagree on all the particulars, but they largely agree that the influence of these companies is concerning. Whether that concern is going to translate into legislation that has enough support to pass remains to be seen and then has enough authority behind it to be enforceable, that's another matter too. But uh, as Senator Amy Klobuchar has pointed out, the tech industry has influential lobbyists who can sway political opinions, which is a very polite way of saying big tech's got a lot of money and it uses that money to purchase political leverage. One platform that's bound to have a rough start to 2023 here in the United States is TikTok. So late last year, the U.S. House of Representatives issued a ban on TikTok on house-managed mobile devices, which honestly just makes sense to me. Uh, other federal and state agencies and government uh, offices have issued similar bans, so there are a lot of places in the United States attached to local or federal government that have said you cannot put TikTok on a government-owned device or a government-issued device. The main concern here is that TikTok's parent company, ByteDance, is a Chinese company, and that as such, it technically has an obligation to support the Chinese Communist Party. Now, whether that means TikTok is playing the part of spy and is siphoning up tons of U.S. data to send to Chinese analysts, that's a matter of debate. TikTok reps have repeatedly denied such allegations, but the concern is still there. And sometimes concern is all it takes. In matters like these, a lack of hard evidence is rarely enough to stop bans and such. 
Brendan Carr, a commissioner of the Federal Communications Commission, or FCC, here in the United States, has pointed to how India's government previously banned TikTok a couple of years ago. And he says that's an example of how this could be achieved in a place like the United States. Carr's main concerns have really been about the potential for espionage, but other folks in the U.S. government have also issued their own concerns about how TikTok influences young users and how its algorithm can promote harmful or misleading messages. So in other words, there are a lot of reasons that different folks in authority here in the United States want to ban TikTok, and this might be the year when we see movement on that front. If that does happen, I imagine it's going to upset a whole lot of young folks in the United States. Uh, for one thing, how are we going to learn what the latest dances are? While we're talking about social platforms, let's spend a short time talking about Twitter. Now, there's been a lot going on over at Twitter over the last few weeks, and I haven't really been doing tech news episodes for the last couple of weeks, so I'm sure I'll be talking a lot more about the company, you know, as long as it remains a company, which at this point, who knows how long that will be. But anyway... One thing that I did mention late last year was that Twitter had apparently stopped paying its bills. Uh, that includes paying vendors, such as a couple of charter flights that Elon Musk uh, took in November that have yet to be paid. But another overdue bill is the rent. According to court documents, the company Columbia Wright, which owns the building where Twitter has its San Francisco headquarters, is owed more than $130,000 in unpaid rent from Twitter. Now, whether this is a sign that Twitter is in real trouble because it's stopped paying the bills, or maybe it's the people who would normally be in charge of tracking and taking care of these things are no longer with the company, I cannot say. I will say this is not a good sign, but my guess is y'all are way ahead of me on that one. Switching gears, pun intended, to vehicles. Reuters reports that last year, electric vehicles accounted for nearly 80% of all new car sales in Norway. Now, that country has set an aggressive deadline of 2025 when it will no longer allow new internal combustion engine vehicles to be sold within the country. Leading the way in those car sales was Tesla, one of the other Elon Musk companies. Norway has created tax incentives to encourage citizens to migrate to electric vehicles. But now there are some in government who want to restrict some of those benefits. Namely, the concern is that people are taking advantage of tax breaks to buy luxury vehicles, uh, which wasn't really the intent. The intent was to promote electric vehicles, not the purchase of luxury goods. So there's a concern that rich people are jumping on tax breaks in order to buy that sweet new ride when the tax incentives were intended for the average citizen. So there are some proposals to limit the tax breaks so that they don't apply to luxury cars, but rather more like day-to-day -day electric vehicles that presumably are closer to being within the average citizen's economic reach. As you can imagine, the EV luxury car companies are not in favor of that move. Still, it's interesting to see such a huge push to electric vehicles. And I think a lot of nations can learn lessons from Norway's experience, both what to do and what not to do, or at least how to do it a slightly different way. In South Korea, the government's antitrust regulatory body is fining Tesla 2.8 billion won. That's about $2.2 million. So why are they doing this? Well, for allegedly engaging in false advertising. But in this case, the matter is not related to autopilot or full self-driving mode, 
both of which have come under fire from other regulatory agencies in places like the United States in the past. Instead, the claim is that Tesla gave false information about its car's driving range and how quickly they recharge, as well as how much money the average driver in South Korea could expect to save in fuel costs. Notably, Tesla changed the wording on its advertising in South Korea last February after the regulatory agency had launched an investigation into the matter. So this fine comes at the end of almost a year-long investigation. Tesla has been taking a bit of a beating in recent weeks with its stock price dropping considerably. Uh, Yesterday I checked and it was at around $120 per share, but as I record this, it is just under $112 per share. That's an amazing drop from where it was at the beginning of 2022. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we've got some more tech stories. Working remotely, where you are shouldn't dictate what you do. Work from the road by turning your vehicle into a reliable high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On the network that covers more roads than any other carrier, take your work on the road and AT&T will be there to keep you connected. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls, finish up that presentation, or answer last-minute emails. Why wait? Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi today for free trial eligibility. Based on independent third-party data, number of devices varies by manufacturer. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're back, and we're back with Tesla, because... 
Tesla's also involved in a news story out of Germany. On December 29th, German police attempted to pull over a man behind the wheel of a Tesla as the Tesla hurtled down the Autobahn. I guess hurtled is being dramatic. It was going down the Autobahn at around 70 miles per hour. But the driver did not pull over, and so the police engaged in a pursuit. And they pulled up alongside the Tesla, and that's when they saw that the driver was not a driver at all. The driver was a a man behind the wheel, apparently asleep. His hands were not on the steering wheel at all, and the Tesla vehicle was in autopilot mode. So about 15 minutes into this police chase, the man woke up. Then he pulled off the side of the Autobahn. Police found that he had attached a weight to his steering wheel in order to fool the Tesla into thinking that his hands were still on the wheel. So police suspected that he was under the influence of intoxicants, uh, which ones I do not know, but this isn't really Tesla's fault. I cannot blame the company in this case. It instead shows how people can misuse technology or find workarounds for systems that are meant to prevent dangerous or irresponsible use. So in this case, the step of attaching a weight to the steering wheel to fool the car into thinking that the driver's hands were still on the wheel so that he could nod off behind it. Uh, That's not Tesla's fault. They didn't make this man do that. I can't even blame them for facilitating it, but it does show how, uh, you know, we're in this dangerous time between a, the, the driver assist features being so sophisticated as to at least give us the false sense of security that we can take our hands off the wheel and the point where we get to a truly autonomous vehicle that can handle such things without it being a danger to the people in the vehicle or others. Now, to combine our stories that we've covered already in this episode around TikTok and our focus on cars, one potentially harmful thing that can proliferate on TikTok are dangerous trends. Uh, We've seen several of those over the recent past, and this one involves Grand Theft Auto. Not the computer slash video game, but, you know, like the actual crime of Grand Theft Auto. TikTok videos have started to show how certain Kia and Hyundai Vehicles that were manufactured between 2010 and 2021 have a USB port hidden beneath their ignition covers. And that by removing the cover and then using a USB device with the proper programming on it, a would-be thief can start up these kinds of vehicles and drive off with it with no keys needed. Apparently, this trend on TikTok has fueled a string of car thefts on Staten Island in New York, where nearly 500 cars were stolen recently using this method. According to the NYPD, that's the New York Police Department, this marks an 86% increase in car theft on Staten Island. That's a big old yikes. The NYPD has warned residents who own Hyundai or Kia vehicles that were made between 2010 and 2021 to lock their cars and maybe invest in a steering wheel locking mechanism to discourage would-be thieves. As for vehicles made after 2021, those actually include anti-theft systems in the vehicles that will lock down a car if it's being tampered with. If you have an Apple device like an iPhone or Mac and you feel like it needs a new battery, then I suggest you get that handled sooner rather than later. That's because 9to5Mac reports that in the small print of Apple's repair pages, the company has revealed that beginning on March 1st, the price of new batteries is going to go up. Now, how much it increases depends upon the specific device. So a new battery for a MacBook Air, for example, 
will be $159, which is a $30 hike over the earlier $129 price tag. Owners of MacBook Pros and the standard MacBooks are looking at a $50 price hike, which brings those batteries up to $249. For iPhones, it's a little bit more modest. It's a $20 price hike for all models before the iPhone 14. And you might wonder if these price hikes are a way for Apple to kind of twist the knife because the company very reluctantly opened up a bit and began to allow customers to handle DIY repairs if they wanted to. But that is very much not the way Apple prefers to handle things. It prefers to have a closed garden approach where the company is the only source for products and service. They eventually bent on the service part, but it's possible that Apple might be finding ways to discourage people from doing DIY repairs by making it more expensive to do than if you were to just go to the Apple store. I don't know if that's the case, but there are people speculating about this. But yes, if you do need to refresh your battery on any Apple device you happen to own, I gently suggest you do it before March 1st. The Associated Press reports that police in Louisiana relied on facial recognition technology that ultimately led to the wrong man being arrested and detained here in Georgia. That man is Randall Ride. He's a resident of DeKalb County. That's my stomping grounds. And local police here in DeKalb County arrested Ride on November 25th. He connected him with a string of robberies in Jefferson Parish, Louisiana, uh, of luxury goods. And this came as a surprise to ride because he says he's never been to Louisiana and he didn't even know what a parish was. And it turns out that the facial recognition software got the wrong guy. Ride is a black man and facial recognition tech is notoriously unreliable in accurately identifying people of color. This is not news. We have known that there were these problems for a while now. And yet we still have law enforcement regularly relying upon this technology while pursuing suspects which can lead to innocent civilians being harassed and detained. And honestly, I don't think you can really come to any other conclusion but that the use of such technology is inherently racist, systemically racist practice. It disproportionately impacts innocent people of color. And while it may be that the companies making facial recognition tech aren't intending to put bias into their products, that's exactly what has happened. So whether they intended it or not is beside the point. It's happened. Anyway, Ride was in jail from November 25th to December 1st. Whether this is going to renew a discussion about restricting facial recognition technology in the area of law enforcement remains to be seen. But personally, I think we need to ban it for that specific use case. Finally, China's government appears to be easing off on the restrictions that has long been in place for the video games industry within China. A couple of years ago, we saw the government start to crack down on video games, uh, claiming that games were harming children. It was a, a, a spiritual opiate that was addicting them to the act of playing games. It would discourage them from doing other stuff like helping their family or contributing to the state or what have you. Part of those restrictions included what amounted to a ban on new video game licenses. So in China, a video game company first has to secure a license for every single title it wants to sell and market within China. So these are government issued and they can be denied. Well, in you know last year, there was effectively a ban on all new licenses. So it didn't matter what title you had, you could not get 
the authority to actually sell it in China. However, now the government is releasing more games licenses. So the question is, have video games turned over a new leaf? Are they no longer the spiritual opium that government was so concerned about? Not really. It's more that the policy decisions, uh, really, they hurt the video game industry quite a bit. And now it seems that the government is reviewing the video games industry and starting to look at that as a lucrative market within the business world in China and that they are hurting this market. And that's the real problem. Now, the state-owned press has claimed that the problem of youth becoming addicted to video games has been basically solved. I'm not sure how, other than there being some restrictions on how long and how frequently uh, young kids are allowed to play, like, online games. But yeah, uh, I think the wallet started hurting and China was like, ooh, maybe we should back off. Maybe that's more important than our stance on whether or not this is discouraging people from being contributors to the state. Anyway, that's it for the tech news that I have for you today, Tuesday, January 3rd, 2023. Later this week, we're sure we're going to get a lot of CES updates and anything else in tech that merits real discussion. Hope you're all well. Hope you had a great holiday season. I'm glad that we're back and I'll talk to you again really soon. Tech Stuff is an iHeartRadio production. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.